ready. Get ready. Get ready. For the steakhouse. You're about to experience the fastest two hours in radio history. With Stig Shapiro. I was voted Andy Spring third place to out of the year. Sandra Golden. I walk in there and I'm like, I have a rock. And this is it. Rusty Menzel. That's a mama loves you game. That's only people watching that is your mom. And Drew Butler. When I grow up, I want to be Mike Bell. It's the Steakhouse. Brought to you by John Foy and Associates. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Good morning. Welcome to the Steakhouse here on Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com, the Odyssey app. Mark Zeno in for Steak Shapiro. Alongside the queen herself. Ha! Alongside Radio Royalty. That's Her very Highness, kind of you to say. Sandra Golden. Thank you. You know, every time I get a chance to do a show with you, I am just, I'm reminded of how lucky I am. <laughs> I'm reminded of how fortunate He's I am so to be in the presence of of greatness. Well, thank you, my friend, and and for all the BS you're spewing at night. And I'm sorry you have to subjugate yourself to the peasant of radio. That is Mark Zeno. No, I'm happy <laughs> to see you. And I love last week that because um, I think steak will creep on your instas and stuff and watch and just see what you're doing. Because I think as a single gentleman around Atlanta, he's like, "What's Mark Zeno up to?" So he <laughs> wants to see. But he did decide. The single things that I do don't don't end up on social media. Trust me. Okay, Zeno, Z-E-N-N-O. No, Z-I-N-N-O. No, no, we've gone with the new Mark Zen-O, like a calmer, cooler, is that fair to say? It is. I mean, Are you in a good place in life? 2024 is around the corner, but we've learned some hard lessons in 2023, Sandra, and you know what? We've got a smile on our face. Greatest lesson you learned in 23? Um... The old, uh, listen, when people make decisions, uh, you can't control them. And uh, you just have to you can only control how you react to them. So that's uh, good. There is there is that. That's true. And that's yeah. a good. You look good. You look happy. You look like you're in a good place. So I am. I am healthy and okay. physically fit. And that's uh, step one at my age. Because it's, you know, it can go down. It can go downhill fast. Can, as you may know. we ask how old? No. I'm like a little woman about it. I don't want to talk about it. Are you really? You know, I did 39. Ask, 39. <laughs> Lying. Uh, would you consider being on The Bachelor? I've asked you this before. Did you watch The Golden Bachelor? You're not that old. I don't want to be on The Golden. I would be on The Regular. But the, the problem is, Sandy, is that I would either be the world's best Bachelor contestant or the absolute worst. Okay. And because I would stand next to the host, and as soon as the girl got out of the limo, if I didn't find her attractive, I'd tell him, you better put that back and get me another one. I did, there's no reason for her to even be here. She's got yeah, no good shot. Yeah, good TV that would be. Yeah, I mean, but I would deflect. Yeah, if you could turn her around, just take, take her right away. She's got no shot. Wow. I know, I know right from the instant she was steps out of a limo. So you're strictly basing things on looks in your life now? No, that has nothing to do with it. I just have a, I have a feeling. What do you mean that has nothing to do with it? That's exactly what you said. As soon as they get out of the limo, if I don't think she looks a certain way. No, I, I said I could tell from the minute she gets out of the limo. Uh-huh. I didn't say she had so to look what, a certain way. What could way. you tell when she actually got out of the limo? Like, what would you, what would be a tell? Uh, I think everything from the way they carry themselves, the way they walk, the way they dress. I think you put all that together in a big, mm-hmm. in a big bowl. So they and get you- out of the limo. In a gown, and you could make that guesstimation. I feel pretty from... good. I feel pretty good about my. Wow. My okay. Instincts. Well, I say you do you. Good for you. And if that's working for you, no, it's not. Good. It's terrible. Okay. Well, <laughs> there we have it. That might be. No, you know, I'm kidding. Uh, how about the holidays? Are Are you going to be okay? You've got the kids. Got the kids heading to New York on Christmas Day. Okay. If you've ever walked through an airport on Christmas Day, it's either Best complete day. murder or complete 
silence. Yeah. There's no in-between. Yeah. Thanksgiving Day is the same. It's a great day to travel most of the time. It's a cheap day to travel. That's the only reason why I did it. Yeah. So me and two kids flying back to New York. How long are you going to be there? A whole week. Good for Oh, that's... Are you staying with the fam? Yeah. My mother's like, why aren't you staying through New Year's? I'm like, because I want to get out of here. I'm going to tell you a story <laughs> that happened to me yesterday. I had, um, I have a little rental property down at Lake Oconee, and the folks were coming in on this coming Thursday, okay? So the lady calls me yesterday. She was so sweet. She said, is there any chance your place is open? We came down here to stay with my family. It's just not working for us. They don't have enough space. We're, we're all already in that place. Can I check in today? So they checked in yesterday. Look at that. They were already down here, and, and I just feel like that's kind of you get to where you're going, and you realize, like, I just maybe need some extra space. See, you are a queen and a savior all at the same time. That's Look me. At you. Queen and a savior. Sandra Gold. There you have it. All right, we got a lot we're, to get to here today. The obvious, I know. Which Quinn is Snyder Falcon, coming sorry. up here in a little bit more than 15 minutes, but let's get to the 99. Time to build the foundation of today's show with the top nine at nine. Nine on the Steakhouse. Sports Radio 929, the game. Jeff Schultz had a tweet about 7.50 this morning, making it official. Desmond Ritter will not start against the Colts, benched, yeah. I guess, for the rest of the year. It's over. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the Desmond Ritter experiment in Atlanta is over at this point in time. He should not start another game here, barring an injury. And even at that, there's a reason to believe he should probably shouldn't start again. I mean, they, they, they tried. They went to the well with it. They drafted him in the third round, and you were sort of obligated to see what you had with him. It didn't work out. It's put Arthur Smith on the hot seat. Uh, And here we are running it back with Taylor Heineke. I would tell you, I think if you gave Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot some truth serum and put them behind closed doors and asked them, do you think you should have addressed the quarterback situation this offseason differently? They probably would have said, yeah. You think they were just stand by your man? We picked him. We're going to stay with him. We didn't give. I think, I think as Jeff Schultz indicated, and a bunch of us talked about this yesterday after the Arthur Smith press conference, like Lamar Jackson coming here was never really a reality. Right. As much as we wanted it to be, as much as somebody like me was opining for it, um, that I would have given away two first round picks. It was giving away the draft capital and then putting yourselves back in salary cap hell was not what the organization really wanted to do. So. Uh, that wasn't a reality. There, there wasn't really anybody else available, so they were stuck kind of rolling with Desmond Ritter because they drafted him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if he was an undrafted free agent, he probably doesn't get the opportunity. I agree. And Taylor Heineke was only brought here to be a backup. He was never brought here to compete for a starting job, and that was probably the wrong way to approach it um, in retrospect. I mean, look, hindsight's twenty twenty, but we, we found out that Desmond Ritter can – Play like just a tiny bit, but not enough. I mean, look, I- I'll say it again. I said it all day yesterday, Sandy. Desmond Ritter is solely responsible for losing three games on his own because of turnovers. There's no, you don't have to make it any more complicated than that. I don't want to hear about play calling. I don't want to hear about scheme. I don't want to hear about the defense. If the kid held on to the football, mm-hmm. they win three more games. And this is not a team that's six and eight. This is a team that is nine and five right now. Don't do that. Please don't That's do that just to me the, the reality. Very first segment. And oh, okay. by the All way, right, we're going to okay. move past that because we're going to get into it at ten. Yeah, I don't think this team is a nine and five team any way you slice it up. This is a bad football team. They've got to look That's themselves aggressive. in the mirror and say, "Who are we? What what should we have done different?" Hold and, on to the damn football. All right, ten o'clock. We're going to get into <laughs> Monday Night Football: Eagles at the Seahawks. Seattle wins at twenty to seventeen. 
Jalen Hurts, really, two interceptions, a 56 quarterback rating, did yeah. not have a good night at the office. Drew no. Locke, he was in for Geno Smith, 22 of 33, 208 yards, a touchdown, and managed the game well enough to win. Uh, I can burn my Jalen Hurts MVP future ticket right. that I had, so that's no longer good. Uh, and I've been telling people for a month now that the Philadelphia Eagles are frauds. And I got into an argument with John Kincaid on Twitter after they went 9-1 and one and told people that is not a 9-1 football team. They're not that good, and they're going to get exposed because you can't continue to win that many one-score games and think you're going to be good. Just like the Vikings last year won all those one-score games, and they got exposed. The Eagles have been exposed over the last three weeks. Not a Super Bowl-caliber team. Playoff team, not a Super Bowl-caliber team. Can we team. agree that Jalen Hurts is not 100%? He made a lot of bad decisions last night. I mean, I can go play after play, just in, in, taking the home run shot mm-hmm. every time instead of just taking the check down He's underthrown a bunch of folks, too, but I yeah. just think he was sick. You know, that's... Well, yeah, I think that may, may have something to do with it, but... Uh, you know, they had a lead in that game. In yeah. fact, I think it's only the second lead they had at halftime all year long. It was either tied or they were trailing at half all year long. Wow. So, been, been been a tough go of thing. But no one's going to cry hey, for the Philadelphia Eagles. no one's crying about couldn't, the Eagles. Couldn't happen to we a got nicer our fan own, base. We all got our own mess in the kitchen. Carson Beck is officially coming back. Go Dawks. And then we learn about 20 minutes later, Dylan Rayola with a lovely third-person poem, which there's anything I enjoy more than a third-person is a poem in third-person. So like good for him. He is officially going to be going to Nebraska, uh, his commitment. And I say good for him and his, fa- his family. God bless all those crazy kids. Hawks. Hawks win. Beating the worst team in the NBA, 130-124. to Trey Young, 31 points, 15 assists. Fourth straight game with at least 30 and 10. So good for Trey Young. Quinn Snyder, 920. 920. And the Braves are making some changes, and not the ones you're probably thinking about. Jeff Francoeur is going to dial it back this year on Bally, and they announced that CJ Nikowski, who is awesome, will be doing a bunch of games with Brandon Gauden, and certainly Peter Moylan and Jeff and everybody will still be in the mix. But this is a great ad uh, by subtraction, and I'm sure Jeff wants to spend more time with his family. Your thoughts? Uh, Yeah. Frenchie's good. I mean, that's why he's on the NLDSC, which which obviously on TBS you use them yeah. for their playoff yeah. coverage. Yeah. Um, I forget whether they do ALN or on. I'm just going to say. But regardless. When he's, he's back, when he's dialing back Bally, I would say that he's likely increasing on the national stage, is what I would say. Um, was, I'm going to tell you right now, fa- he I mean, probably t- makes four times what he makes per game. About I'm just guesstimating. I don't know this for a fact. But if I'm him, I'm going to be at work less, make more. Yes, please. The fine folks at Bally would not be happy to hear such things. But nonetheless. Bally's got bigger problems than what Sandra Golden is saying. (laughs) Third person Tuesday. It's third person Tuesday. Stay tuned for my poem later at 940. So that was your Braves news also. Pitchers and catchers report. In 52 days. Really? It makes me so happy. Yes. Does it? What do you mean, really? I mean, I. Thank God. Part of me that doesn't want to rush it, but. Why wouldn't you want to rush it? Football is a disaster here in the city. Well, I mean, yeah, okay, that's that's one way to look at it. Um, I'm, I'm looking at it from a different prism. I, I guess when you put it in that prism, yeah, pitchers and catchers, yay, report. Let's put a good team out there because the one we're watching right now ain't so good. But, again, I look at it through a different prism. Right. You're very upset with the Falcons right now. I am. No, I'm actually not. Well, I'm over it. I'm indifferent, which is a well, worse place to be. There's an argument for that. But, I, I again, I would – there's a lot of moving of the goalposts going on because this team was going to be 9-8, and 8-9, eight, eight and nine, regardless 
of how what? they got there. When? Oh, my God. Back in August. I don't that's even exactly know. what everybody said. Nobody thought this team oh, was better. Oh, in August. Sure. Yes. Absolutely. So now you're going to move the goalposts on where. Uh, Why can't we move the goalposts? We have eyes. We were there. We were. We bought the products. We literally bought the products. Bought t- get tickets and showed up. I'm allowed to move the goalposts. I, 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 when you move the goalposts, okay, you are, you are setting yourself false expectations. Mm-hmm. It's like that thing that, you know, women do when you just expect men to know what you're thinking. Well, we don't know. Okay? Don't move the goalposts on That is true. Us. Y'all don't know. No. Because we're not supposed to know. <laughs> no. If you just tell us. Never have known. If you just tell us, things are a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Men are great listeners. That's a good idea. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. Don't, don't, don't paint that broad brush. Okay? <laughs> I've become a much better listener so in my broad. old age. So broad. Yeah. All right. That Come was next. your nine at nine. Quinn Snyder, head coach of the Atlanta Hawks, going to join us here, right here on the Steakhouse. Sports Radio, 92 The Game. This is the Quinn Snyder Report with Hawks coach Quinn Snyder. Brought to you by BMW, official luxury vehicle of the Atlanta Hawks. Visit BMWATL.com today. Welcome back to the Steakhouse here at Sports Radio 929 The Game. Mark Zeno in for Steak Shapiro alongside the incomparable Sandra Golden, the queen herself, right here in Arkea Studios as we get set for Atlanta Hawks head coach Quinn Snyder going to join us right here this morning. Coach, good morning and welcome in. Good morning, you guys. Good morning. Uh, you know what, Quinn? I was wondering as I was driving in today, when is the last time that you can remember that you were not playing or coaching on Christmas or around Christmas? Wow. Right? It, it, uh, I guess I have. Yeah. It's, it's kind of life in the NBA, isn't it? We're, yeah. Uh, Christmas entertainment. <laughs> Not only that, but like playing and how hot, you know, when you were young and especially when you got in college, yeah. there were tournaments and you weren't ever like around whatever home and family that early on. No, I think it's it's been quite some time. It's kind of part of, uh, you get used to it, your kids get used to it. Um, you kind of get to a point, it happened to me yesterday actually, where you suddenly have this realization that Christmas is like a week away. Hawks win last night, 130-124 over the Pistons. Coach, the Pistons came in losing 23 in a row. Was there, like, any extra added pressure of not wanting to be the team that had that winning, that losing streak snapped? Did you guys talk about that prior to the game? You know, I, I felt like it was best for us. I, I think everybody – there's times when, you know, you know that your players and the team generally is aware of something. And uh, so the question – sometimes you address it, sometimes you won't. In this case – felt like it was better really for us to just focus, you know, on ourselves. We, we've we had a little, well, not a little, but we've had a, an injury bug of late. And uh, so really heading into yesterday morning, we were trying to figure out who we were going to have for, available for the game. And I, I think that took as much of our concentration as anything. Trey had 30 and 10 as far as assists is concerned for the fourth straight game. Uh, his level of play right now, how would you describe it? Where is he at? He's, he's in a good place. You know, I, I think early in the year, um, some of the things that we were trying to do offensively were, were a little different, you know, not so different, but asking him, um, you know, to initiate offense, particularly early in the game and really be a floor general, so to speak. And sometimes that involves you putting the print on the game and other times that involves kind of letting the game come to you. Um, we really encouraged him, you know, in particular to, to move his pickup points up the floor where he was 
had a more of a presence defensively. And I think as he's settled in, I think he'll be the first one to tell you that he's not there yet as far as the habits go. Um, but he's been, he, he's getting there. And uh, there's still a few things that we talk about where he can, I just want to see him continue to become more and more efficient. And I, I think that's what you're seeing of late is his efficiency, um, you know, has been terrific. And, the numbers sometimes reflect that, and sometimes they don't. In this case, they clearly do. Hawks head coach Quinn Snyder joining us here on the Steakhouse Sports Radio 929 The Game. you got three games in the next four days starting tomorrow, two of them on the road in Houston and Miami, two of the better defensive teams in the league. When you start to play a team, given how much scoring is up this year, when you play a team like Houston you know that is so good defensively, do you change what you guys do against a team like that offensively, or you just kind of try to play your game? I think you you you, you – uh you adapt. Um, I think at the core of the way that we want to play offensively fits who we are. Um, but in addition to that, there's always certain points of emphasis within a game plan. You know, if, if a team switches a certain action, we want to attack them a different way. Um, a team that has a lot of size, a team that like last night, Detroit, their, their bigs are back in the lane, which gives you the opportunity to shoot some threes off the dribble um, so there's always things that you want to turn your focus to, um, and that really involves, you know, how well can we implement a game plan and how well can we execute. And when you get a team, as you said, that's really good at what they do, um, you either have to adapt what you do to attack that, or we have an expression, you have to run your offense through their defense and try to impose your will on them in certain situations as well. Again, Hawks head coach Quinn Steiner joining us. During that six-game Kind of trip, you know, losing streak you guys had. Uh, you gave up 127 points per game. Where are you defensively with the guys? And and I know scoring is up across the board in the league, so it's really hard to judge, you know, fairly defense this year versus previous years. But I mean, you know, where where is the improvement defensively, and and how much more do you guys hope to achieve in that area? Well, I I think we hope to achieve more is the quick answer to the last part of the question. When we lost Jalen Johnson, um, you know, and he, he's been out for a while now, that, that really impacted our defense and really the style of, you know, some of the things from an execution standpoint and then conceptually what, what we were capable of doing. Um, all of a sudden, if we're really small across the back line, you know, we have to adjust to that where we don't have as much length and height um, in help situations. And, you know, when you the points, as you said, aren't you know always indicative, um, but you can tell just watching the film, um, and and obviously the points kind of point you that direction when you're giving up. Uh, I, I we we like to look at defensive efficiency as opposed to just points per game because right. sometimes you can have a team, you know, you could give up 115 points and have a worse defensive night because they're just not as many possessions. But when you watch the film, you get an idea. Um, of where our habits are. The biggest thing, frankly, is just more urgency and transition where, you know, if we're not back and really connected, we have two guys running to the ball. Or It happened to us last night with Jaden Ivey just going the length of the court, um, sometimes even after a made basket where, you know, you really have to focus collectively. And that, that goes a little bit with, to what you're saying, too, is I think the skill level um, of players across the board you know, it's just continuing to rise. And, and it, when you get in an open court situation, um, it becomes really hard to guard. And 
it's why, you know, for us making a quick turn from offense to defense and not either patting ourselves on the back or hanging our heads when we don't score or score and just getting to that next possession. But I, I'd like to think that we're going to continue to improve what that looks like as far as, you know, how good can we be defensively? I don't think we're ever going to be an elite defensive team right now, um, but that's okay. We can be an elite offensive team. And part of it is knowing yourself, right. you know, and, and having expectations that are, that are both realistic, but, but demanding as well. And sometimes when you do that, you, you end up, maybe you're better than you thought you could be. And that's what, you know, that's what we want. Final thought here, Coach. Uh, you know, at 11-15, a week away from Christmas, right? You know, from a fan standpoint, like, we all start to tune to the NBA right after Christmas, right? Usually signals the start yeah, of yeah. at least our, our attention span for it. Uh, you guys at 11-15 right now, you know, tied for the Tennessee. How much as a coaching staff do you guys talk about positioning at this point in the season and where you are in the standings, and does that matter? Or is it the old just, hey, one game at a time adage? I mean, are you, you guys, I may, people may react to this, but I, I, I don't want to – like our record is irrelevant to me right now. Like the, the, I don't know what the standings are as far as, you know, how many games we are out of the 10th seed versus the playing game. You know, I've seen, I've been part of teams and coach teams that are 10 games below 500 and end up in the second round winning the playoff series. Um, to the extent your record, you know, what the old Bill Parcells quote, right? You are who your record is, or what your record says you are. Um, that's true. Um, but what your record says you are now isn't necessarily what your record's going to be in February. And to the extent we take some pain right now, uh, I think you have to be aware of that. Um, and I'd like to think that we can keep getting better. I'm, I've said that. I'll, I'll keep saying it because I, I really believe it. And, you know, sure, I, when all the dust settles, I don't want to be 10th um, in the East. Um, but I think the surest way for us to accomplish some of that is to not get hung up. Um, you know, we could win a close game and play poorly. And I know over time that that's not going to hold up. And I just want to see us keep getting better. I'd like to see us get healthy and, uh, you know, keep grinding, as we say. Well, Coach, good luck over the next two games out on the road. You'll be back at State Farm Arena on Saturday, December 23rd, for a game against Memphis right before Christmas. We don't talk to you before then. Have a great holiday. All right, you guys. Thanks so much. Appreciate it, and happy holidays to you. Uh, Hawks head coach Quinn Snyder right here on uh, Home of the Hawks, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. So. Good job. Stop the presses. This has been the Quinn Snyder Report with Hawks coach Quinn Snyder, brought to you by BMW, official luxury vehicle of the Atlanta Hawks. Visit BMWATL.com today. Interesting. That was good. Yeah, uh, I mean. Do you uh, believe they don't look at standings? <sighs> they don't believe, you know I mean? I mean, I, I would believe for him as the head coach, you know, that he doesn't look at it. I think his staff understands where they are and what it is and or at least looks at the schedule and who they're playing and sort of has that stuff. It's just the way they communicate it to the coach. Yeah. Uh, if if he's using the old Bill Parcells quote, uh, you are what your record says you are. He knows that their record isn't good. So there yeah. is that, right? Yeah, <laughs> that was good. Because I, I, would tell you, I would tell you if they were at the top of the Eastern Conference, he would know what his record was. Yeah, <laughs> you don't focus on the record when it's not good. When you're at the top of the Eastern Conference, and they're the just the going to be a great offensive team. I got and, that. Look, and that's okay. a, listen. He's he's not wrong in saying we're not going to be a great elite defensive team. We're going to be an elite offensive team. We're going to have to work from there. That makes sense, right? I mean, yeah. If 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 you don't have the great, what, what, what are they saying in the fashion world? Wear black; it slims you down, right? If you don't have the greatest, that finger, is wear, true. That's why I wear black. That is true, Mark. <laughs>
You know? Where do you stand on calling, uh, like, I, I said Quinn. You know, I don't say coach because he's not my coach. Do you say coach? No, I usually, I mean, if I said coach there, I just was kind of, kind of just like a 40 I wonder how slip. guy in grocery I usually, store. When I, when I, like, you know, when I talk to Arthur, I say Arthur. Right. You exactly. Know? So do I. If I'm when the, at the Monday press conference, when I'm there, I say Arthur. I don't. But I think, I wonder if guy sitting in car, gal sitting in car, if you ran into, say, uh, they would probably all say coach. Most of them would say right. coach. Right. I think so. But do you, again, when you, you uh, run into your doctor, do you say, hi, doctor, so-and-so? Because yeah. he's my doctor. I say, hey, doc. Right. Well, right. that's a title. Like, but you, that's a different, I, I suppose you earn the title of coach. But, you know, I coach my kids Little League. Nobody calls me coach. Yeah. You know, hey, coach. I think that's just funny to me. Oh, right. You make the kids call you? You make random parents I don't call make them coach? call me coach, but they all call me coach. The coach parents, Bo. The parents do? Coach yes. Yeah, Coach Bo. Yeah. Come on, Zach. Don't make them call you coach. I don't make people in the army call me colonel. I don't care. Well, that's a sign of respect. No, they got to no, do that the, anyway. Yeah, in the Dude, I don't. I don't make. You're gonna them tell do me it. they don't. You don't make them salute you no, first. I, also, <laughs> I, they, everybody who knows me knows that I think being saluted is annoying we, and we, dumb. We fly over that colonel thing. That is so impressive and well done and well deserved. Well, thank so, you. When thank did thank this you for happen? your service. Yes. Yeah, yes. that used to be a phrase back in the day. Thank you for your service. Um, when did it happen? Um, earlier this year. That's tremendous. Yeah. Congratulations. So, I'm sorry I didn't know that. No, Shame on me. It's quite, it's quite all right. Colonel Zeno. Yeah. Um, sort of a big deal, but not really. It's a massive big deal. I think people know me. I have many leather-bound books. So they shouldn't call you coach. They should call you colonel. Um, definitely. Th- colonel that's, Zeno. That's weird. Don't do that. Like no, I, I'm definitely doing that from now on. Now. No, I don't want to disrespect. In the, in the, but I'm not in uniform, so you don't have to call me colonel. I think yeah. we should just call you Colonel because it's. I mean, would, you should definitely tell women to call you Colonel. Greater Colonel Zeno or Sanders? Zeno. Okay, all right. Zeno. I make some pretty good chicken. Although, uh, you know, m- maybe if we could start a thing with the ladies, just calling me Colonel, that would, you know, probably inflate my Listen, ego bigger not, than a Macy's Thanksgiving. I'm going to tell flip. you, you would be trending up if you, p- girls knew you were a Colonel. Be like, excuse me, I'm a Colonel. Uh, I don't know. It sounds kind of pompous sometimes. Doesn't it? Doesn't it feel kind of like over the top? No. No, I'm okay. telling you, right, ladies? Hey, now. ask your friends what they think. I already told I've you that my friends parties. are too older, old for I've you. Seen you don't your want parties. to date an older woman. You're not ready for that. <laughs> I'm not ready for you anything in not, life right now. Trust me. You're not ready for that there. jelly. In the words of my girl. <laughs> kind of je- KY? What kind of jelly are we talking here? No, listen to Beyonce. She knows what's up. All right. You ain't ready for that jelly. All right. Coming up next, uh, Mike Griffith, Dog Nation, going to join us. Dylan Rayola, smart move or just not ready to compete? We'll answer that question next. Mark Zeno for Steak Shapiro alongside Sandra Golden. It's the Steakhouse on Sports Radio 92 in the game. Welcome back to the Steakhouse, Sports Radio 92 in the game, 92 in the game.com, the Odyssey app. Alongside the queen herself, radio royalty, Sandra Golden, I'm Mark Zeno, filling in for the incomparable of Steak Shapiro. I mean, I just, you know, I'm not I'm not built to walk in these shoes. Of Steak shoes? You're doing a great with job. You, with we you and the Steak, I've just, well, you know. I'm nothing. I'm just, I am, like, here I, for the party. I, 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 am, I am little in a world of very big people. Hey, 9 o'clock hour brought to you by Advanced Hair Restorations. One-day treatment, life-changing results, advancedhair.com. We're going to get to Mike Griffin, Dog Nation. First, let's hit the tailgate. It's time to tailgate. No, Baby tailgate. Taking a look around the world of college sports. This is the tailgate on the Steakhouse. Brought to you by all four seasons garage and entry doors. Big enough to serve, small enough to care. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Mike Griffith from Dog Nation, kind enough to join us on Tuesdays. Good morning, Mikey. Good morning. 
All right, let's just go. Carson Beck, to me, is the big headline. We were hoping, and he made it come true. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think biggest uh, offseason transaction in college football, you know, when yeah. you look at the 2024 season. I mean, we got the playoffs coming up, obviously, and, and that's going to be entertaining to see Michigan and Alabama and Texas uh, play against Washington. Of course, Georgia uh, going for what would have been a seventh straight bowl win, a seventh straight top ten season. Uh, if they can knock off an undefeated Florida State team, this will be the third time in four years Georgia's beaten an unbeaten team in a bowl game, by the way. But but in terms of 2024, I don't think there was a bigger domino to fall for any program than Carson Beck because he really was on the ledge. He's a guy that maybe late first round, all it takes is one team to like you, definitely second round, and could Georgia come up with a package? And what is this we're talking about? Package, free agency, money, yeah. NIL, other considerations. Could they come up with an agreement with Beck? They did. And now it's on to the next free agent. Could it be Florida running back ETN? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Where does that stand now? Well, I mean, same place it's been. I mean, look, ETN's been interested in Georgia, right? Uh, this is a good character guy uh, that wants to win a championship and be in a competitive program and stay kind of close to Jacksonville, where his brother plays with the Jaguars. And just a matter of if Georgia and ETN can come up with the kind of agreement that would bring a guy like that into the fold. Now, the Bulldogs have other needs, though. I got to tell you, Sandra, they, that, <laughs> that tackle position looks like yeah. Marius Mims probably going to go to the NFL. I mean, he he's should. projected mid. Yeah. Yes, he should, yeah. right? Yeah. So if you're back, so if you're back, part of this deal with back was like, all right, coach, I'm coming back. Here's what I want, but what do you got for me? Because Brock Bowers is leaving. Really good chance Lad McConkey's leaving. I'd be shocked if McConkey came back. So what are you gonna do? Well, they got the Vanderbilt receivers supposed to come through the portal. There's other impact guys out there though that George is after a receiver at the running back position. We mentioned ETN as well as on the offensive lines. Mike Griffith, the Dog Nation, joining us here on the Steakhouse. Mike, it's Mark Zeno. Dylan Rayola decommits from Georgia and heads to Nebraska. Uh, just give me your assessments. Is this about him not wanting to compete here at Georgia or more about family legacy and going to Nebraska? How do you see it? Well, I mean, you know, like his dad was an All-American there and a legend. His uncle was on the coaching staff there. And, you know, Dylan's had a chance to play high school football in an elite state like Georgia and kind of seeing how fast everything moves. You go to Georgia, and there's no guarantees. you got to compete with Pugliese. By the way, uh, on this same show, on the same day as the SEC uh, championship game on the station, I was sitting in the studio when he was doing a show. So you got competition. You're not going to play for two or three years at Georgia. I mean, to me, it's, it's – you know where this has gone? It's so fascinating because recruiting used to be such a big deal. Um, there's this sect of people that are so excited about it. Reality, it takes two or three years for most of these guys to make an impact. It's kind of like Major League Baseball free agency versus Major League Baseball draft because a lot of these guys, yeah, you want them in the program, and you'll, yeah, you want to grow them, but in this new world we're in, it's a year-to-year negotiation. And let's face it, with Raiola, if you look at his track record, probably less than a 50-50 chance he'd have stuck around four years anyway. Maybe Georgia gets him on the rebound after a couple years at Nebraska. Isn't that the truth? So <laughs> just to reiterate, four years, four different high schools, three commitments, decommitments, including this latest Sounds one. like my dating life. That I'd done. Wow. There you have it. Yeah, Mike. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to blame the dad I mean, for listen. that, but do I want to get into your dad blame with your dating life, too? Where do we listen. go with it? I blame my dad for that, too. Don't worry about it. Her- Colonel Zeno has a lot going on here. All right, Mike, I think in a moment of silence and Zen is a part of the poem that was on uh, his announcement, Dylan Riola. And this jumped out at me. No longer a cog in some powerhouse machine, but a quarterback with an even grander ambition. Unseen. 
Do we think he really wrote that? I and do if not. So then I don't think that's the kind of guy you want sitting in the quarterback room. Hey, did you get that last play? No, wait a minute. I'm finishing up the last line of my poem. In third, I, I in third he, person. He's he's going to do all of his plays in haiku form there, Mike. That's exactly yeah, what's going to happen. It, 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 we've said it before, guys. George is not for everybody, and you're signing on for something bigger than yourself while you're there. Uh, if what's best for the team isn't what's best for you, then you probably need to go somewhere else where they're going to put you on a pedestal. Because at this place, Kirby's going to make you earn every snap you get. I um, was I, – I, well, I shouldn't have been shocked. But the way the Georgia nation went after this young man, I got to tell you, Mike, I was actually shocked. I mean, there's a lot of hate. He, well, he didn't step – he was on campus, what, a couple of hours to be, for, be here for a visit. Don't you just kind of say good luck to Dylan? Like, good yeah, for you? Yeah, of course you do. Of course. It, of course you do. And you read the writing on the wall and, you know, all these commitments and all these changes. I mean, this is hyperactive helicopter parent activity. I mean, this kid – it's probably so confused but with the pushing and the pulling on him. I mean, he's super talented. You know, let's hope he gets to a place where he can make his own decisions and be left alone. I mean, this is how it goes. And as for the 10%, you know, there was Georgia picked up a lot of bandwagon fans that aren't real fans, okay? They're the same people that are trying to be critical of Mike Bobo right now or critical of Carson Beck. And if they weren't complaining about that, there'd be too much egg in their eggnog. So I don't read too much into the social media freaks that are out there. Every fan base has them. I think the vast majority of Georgia fans are going to be wishing Dylan Rail a luck. And like I said, probably hoping they get him on the rebound as a transfer in a couple of years. Right. You want to see social media freaks, just uh, check my TL out after I said Arthur Smith wasn't getting fired. Uh, Does this but, have anything to do with your dating life? No, not at all. That, that never gets on my Twitter. Um, that said, final thought here real quick. And this Wait, is, I'm not done. You th- go ahead. This is purely selfish reasons here. Uh how is Georgia treating this bowl game against Florida State? I mean, I know Carson Beck's going to play, but that doesn't mean he's going to play the whole damn game. Well, no, 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 no. You, you, you get, you got to realize what what's going on here. You got to go back to Justin Fields' situation, and Justin wants to the, go to the bowl game, even though he's transferring out. And Kirby says, "Well, all right." And so they take him down against Texas, and he's there. DeAndre Baker says he's going to play, but then he's not going to play. But he's hanging out there too. And after they lost to Texas in that game, Kirby said, you know what? When you go to the bowl game, you're either in or you're not. This is, you know, yeah. There's going to be fun. There's going to be you know, whatever trips and comedy clubs and basketball games they go to. But Georgia's going down there to win, and there's not going to be the distractions that there was. That's why they won six straight bowl games, because Kirby does take it seriously. And when you've got a brand like Georgia that's won six straight bowl games, that's, won, that's finished in the top ten six straight years, uh, you know, this one, 29 out of 30 games that's looking for a seventh win over a top five team in three years. Uh, that's looking to beat an undefeated team in a bowl game for the third time in four years that believes they belonged in the playoffs, by the way. Um, they got something to prove. And, and look, guys are competing. That's an opportunity. And, 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 and no offense to Cedric, I, I know, you know women probably don't play football very much, but for the guys that have put pads on, there's no such thing as meaningless football. And I'm going to say it. If you go out there with the attitude that you're playing something meaningless, you're going to get knocked on your ass, and you're going to get hurt. So just by the nature of the game, this is meaningful. And those guys, as long as that scoreboard's turned on at Hard Rock Stadium, the togs are coming. That was beautiful, Mikey. That was passionate. Yeah. Now, Wish I, it was in I, poem I, form, Mikey, though. I want to remind you, though, there's over 40-plus 
in the transfer portal or say they're not going to the bowl, and that's on both sides of the ball. Do we have time to address the elephant in the room all over college football? Is the amount of meetings, we, you know, we talk about this transfer portal and it's ridiculous, but how many coaches are actually going to those young men and saying, there's the door, like, thanks for coming? Well, I think it's more of a, hey, coach, what are you going to do for me if I come back? Nothing. There's the door, yeah. if that's not enough. And there are other programs, if you make that Georgia roster, you're pretty special, right? You're a pretty talented guy to sign with George. You've gone through something. You've gone through some training. I like to believe that because way back when, when I served in the 82nd Airborne Division, that it made Ooh, me right. a different kind of guy when I was ready to take on life, mm-hmm. right? And, and I think that people that go through the Georgia football program and are indoctrinated to that level of training, that, that's attractive. And if a kid looks at himself and he sees a George, he's man, I'm a third stringer here, and I can go to Syracuse with right. Coach Fran Brown, yep. and they're going to pick me up in a limo and treat me like I'm a superstar and let me play in some watered-down conference where I can make 30 catches next year. Whereas at Georgia, I'm probably not going to get on the field much. You're going to transfer to Syracuse. Yeah. You're going to ship out to SMU or Arizona or, or, or maybe even Alabama. And I don't Alabama. blame them. I don't blame them at all. Sure. If that was my kid and you get a chance to play and start, I totally agree with you. But I and some think, of them landed, and some of them landed other SEC schools. I mean, yeah. Alabama had two guys, and I said this, and it's probably not real popular, but I'm going to say it. Georgia lost the third, the three P in the transfer portal last year when Tresman yeah. Marshall went to Alabama. Tresman recovered the fumble at the ten. Tresman made the stop on Dejon Edwards on a third and two. Tresman would have been the linebacker starting for Georgia when Jamon Dumas Johnson got hurt. Instead, it was a freshman who got beat on a first and 20 for Alabama's first touchdown. One player that Georgia couldn't secure because he wasn't atop the depth chart Alabama capitalized. Maybe, and I'm hearing, who knows, maybe Georgia gets a Bama guy through the portal. So it's high stakes. There's different levels of transfers, guys that weren't going to get on the field and guys that maybe can get deals better at other places. And Kirby, after last year, you fool him once, all right? Uh, you're not going to fool him twice. Kirby's being aggressive this year in the portal. Good. Keep your eyes open on that. Sounds good. Mikey, happy, happy New Year and Merry Christmas. We love having you on the show each week and uh, wish you and your family the best. Yep, same to all of you, and we'll talk to you next week. Have a good one. Thanks, Mike. 82nd, All-American, baby. There you go. Fayetteville, North Carolina. I didn't know that. That's awesome. I didn't know that either. That's good stuff from Mike. Mm -hmm. Thank you for your service. All right. 9 o'clock hour brought to you by Advanced Hair Restoration, one-day treatment, life-changing results, advancedhair.com. We get back. Falcons are moving on from Desmond Ritter, at least (laughs) for the final three games of the regular season. However, comma, in my opinion, there was something worse and the Falcons losing to the Panthers. Sandra, I'll tell you what that is coming up next. Mark Zinner for Steak Shapiro. It's the Steakhouse on Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game.com, and the Odyssey app.